Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible You're Drunk, the podcast where we, it's pretty self-explanatory, we read the Bible, <laughs> Stop. Oh and we God. drink about it. <laughs> I was not expecting that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, you establish the formula, and then you break the formula, and, form- then, you and then you break the formula. That's what I just did there. Uh, my name is Justin. I uh, I'm a podcaster, but I used to be a pastor, and um, I'm other things as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, now I just um, I reframe my relationship with all the craziness of my former life, and it's fun. And hopefully, you get something out of it. I have a co-house, co co-house. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have a co-host. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tori. I used to be. A- conservative evangelical and not that anymore i'm a podcaster with a podcast about a thing that definitely didn't definitely didn't scar me in any way shape or form not at all not even a little bit Mm -mm. so that's why we're here to talk about the bible and the shenanigans of the people who are emotionally invested in making it be real (laughs) yes Uh, this this week uh this week's episode is going to be high on shenanigans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does it does appear that way yeah because it's 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 i mean it's one thing I, I mean i think the bible itself i mean we've we've even been surprised tori sometimes where we read it and we're like oh actually this kind of slaps or oh this story i like this i, I kind of like this you know so the bible yeah, itself sometimes it holds not up. that bad and, and honestly it's better when you don't take it literally but when you do take it literally and your faith and your livelihood, your personality, all of it is tied in your ego, your ego, all of it is tied into making sure that everyone believes it and that it's 100 percent true. Every word of it, uh, you do some strange things It leads mm-hmm. you to some odd conclusions. And I mean, our expertise is in conservative evangelicalism, but there was a we've been we've been dabbling in mormonism we have we have some janky neighbors to the south yeah west or southeast depending on which one of us you're talking yes. to uh we, our janky neighbors that i think evangelicals look at and are like that's my kind of crazy i like you <laughs> yes yeah, Sarah. i think evangelicals aspire to that level of control 
It's aspirational. Mm, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, well, there was there was a there was a Mormon brother. Can I say that? Can I say Mormon brother? Elder. Elder. Yeah. A priesthood. Priesthood holder. A priesthood holder. Yes. <laughs> uh, he is a holder of the priesthood that decided in more ways in, than one. In, uh, yes, definitely. And and actually, there was there was a quote I noticed. And that that was kind of part of his, you know, the quote tweet extravaganza. I felt like illustrated something. This, I think we're doing a this week in Mormonism. Actually, yeah, you know, I think we're, t- we're taking a break from evangelicalism and we're doing a this week in Mormonism. But trust, but trust us, folks, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's it's universally applicable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So um, it definitely re- had the response of you know why are men. Uh, def- you know, it was definitely mm-hmm. that was that was the tweet by uh, one of our friends, uh, podcast hosts or podcast friends, friends of the pod, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So Megan Crozier, who's host the Thereafter podcast, she she definitely had the the why are men, and you know, absolutely makes sense. But I'm just gonna have a quote from Ezra Taft Benson, who is a who's a Mormon, a, a Latter Day Sainter. Oh, damn. Uh, it says the prophet is Mormon deep cuts yeah, yeah. over here. So, um, but this is just going to like set the tone, I think. Uh, the prophet okay. is not required to have any particular earthly training or credentials to speak on any subject or act on any manner at any time. Mm-hmm. And and I think that there are some LDS men, and I would say a lot of evangelical men that that have that energy, but like. Really took that to we heart. We don't need earthly training or credentials to speak to things. And so... Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, that teaching hasn't backfired for the Mormons at no, all. No, not at all. And and so so while this is a This Week in Mormonism, it's also... Uh, it, it's universally applicable, I think, to the conservative mm-hmm. mind. So... Truly. Anyway, there was a woman who, I, I mean, I think she's a prefer, fairly faithful LDS person who was talking about, I mean, just sharing health information online, as you do, uh, about a frequent UTIs, uh, urinary tract infections, for those of you that may not know. And also, I'm straying into territory that I might not know. So, Tori, feel free to like... I think you're, I think you're, I think you're probably solid. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm, <laughs> you're not coming at it from the, I need no credentials yeah. to oh, speak no. on this. So. Oh, no. Uh, I'm ready to be <laughs> wrong. Okay. But she was, she was saying that she, you know, had frequent UTIs and that she had recently learned that some women experience this as a, as a side effect of wearing Mormon undergarments. Now I need to stop for a second and explain that Mormons do have a special underwear that they wear or faithful Mormons, I guess. See, I guess it's kind of like a mm-hmm. kosher thing for, for Jewish folks. I don't know that every LDS person mm. does this, but I think this, the serious ones do, but they wear this, like, I don't know, like I, I call it a Star Trek space suit. Like it's, it's, it sort of looks like, um, it sort of looks like a, like a surfing, like wetsuit, yeah. like a short sleeve shorts, wetsuit situation. Yeah. It seems like it's a one piece, but it's like shorts. It, but yeah, the sleeves are short. The, the shorts are short, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a fitted garment to the body. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently when she, when she stopped wearing them, she stopped having such frequent UTIs and good for her, you know, but then 
a, a, a man, a good LDS man came and I'll just read the, I'll read the tweet. Uh, he said, uh, you know, sorry, you're having this problem in all sincerity. If this is true, <laughs> so, so. why aren't all garment wearing sisters having the same problem? My wife, for example, wears them all the time. I bet she does, but she never takes them off, buddy, and does not have this issue. Sounds like anecdotal evidence to me. Could it be there is another cause? <laughs> There's so many levels, I know. brother so-and-so. It's just, it just like, I, I didn't even want to talk about this, but I just like, when you read that, it's like, oh, there's just like, it's like he like, it's like when Wild E. Coyote falls off a cliff, but like he like he's hitting every smaller cliff all the way down, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tori, yeah, do you have do you have any thoughts about this? I mean, I was it was really hard to know where to start. Like I did respond to oh, your him, was and great. I was like, uh, so it turns out people have different body chemistry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, Send him some links, a link to a research article, and then another page about, like, female fertility issues, basically. And was like, look, you can research this yourself. I'll help you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll be your Google. Yeah, no. So this this is really interesting because I think that I know that this is the case for women, girls, people, socialized female who are raised evangelical. And it is the same, might possibly even be slightly worse for Mormons, like on the Mormon side of the spectrum. But yeah, like you weren't taught jack shit about your body, right? Like your mm-hmm. body is a bucket of sin. You don't need to know anything about it because that will make you want to sin. Because that's, you know, again, how body chemistry works. <laughs> if you don't know how chemicals work, they don't work. Yeah. That's just science. Oh, yeah. So yeah, this was this is really interesting. And I like, you know, I felt really bad for this person, like going through I mean, UTIs fucking suck. Definitely not not specific to people with urethras, I suppose. Everybody has a urethra. Not specific to people with vaginas. Mm-hmm. However. Much more common. Definitely much more common. For sure. And if you've if you've never had one, they're incredibly unfun and make going pee incredibly terrifying. So I'm really glad that this lady got this shit sorted. And she mentioned that she had gone to two, I believe she said she'd gone to two gynecologists and who at least one of which was like a practicing, like faithful Mormon. And neither of them told her that like, oh, this can be a cause of mm-hmm. UTIs. It's like wearing these extra special garments. Because I think, I think, know, to- I think people don't just like wear the undergarment. It's like there's also your like standard undergarments that you wear under the over or under. I don't know the undergarment. Probably under. And also, based you're on in the, the you're in the heat in the desert, of Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, wearing uh-huh. multiple layers, not a lot of air flow happening. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you know certain pHs, uh, it it becomes rather. Inviting for various bacteria. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think that that's, again, this isn't stuff we're taught. We're not taught about like, hey, if you get like some explosion of like a specific bacteria, like your body's going to try to keep everything like on a certain level, but that doesn't necessarily like you're not always under perfect conditions, right? This is something that also can happen a lot with like uh, 
little, I'm just speaking of myself, but like growing up, we swam all the time and did swim lessons for years. And so I was always in a wet swimsuit. Please don't do that if you have children who are vagina havers. Terrible idea. Because same situation, it's not a UTI, but you have like, oh, there's all this bacteria that's now like growing in this really moist environment that's very hospitable to X, Y, or Z bacteria that you don't want to have. And it's a super, it's super simple, quote unquote, to get rid of it. Like you just take a few days of antibiotics. It's pretty straightforward, but it's still annoying as fuck. Mm -hmm. And it makes you really self-conscious or insecure or like a whole bunch of other things. Because again, we have no information. (laughs) We're not taught any of these things. Obviously, as I said, brother so-and-so also not taught any of these things no. at all. <laughs> so uh he was you know like it was just it was really incredible because he's like i'm sorry this is happening to you also i'm questioning your experience also your experience is kind of you know doesn't count for quite as much because it's anecdotal here's an anecdote of my own that supersedes yours because i'm a man which is i mean that is that is correct mormon theology like men are more important than women <laughs> like they're very explicit about that i love that this so, tweet his tweet has been seen by over four thousand people and has nice. zero likes not a <laughs> single one that, that's a record to me like that's yeah it's up there like, i uh-huh. think even lds chuds are like whoa buddy <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe cool it cool that off <laughs> You know, and so again, it's not, this isn't, this is one of those situations where you can't be like, well, I don't think anybody should wear Mormon underwear because Mm -hmm. you're going to get a UTI. Like that's not the case, right? It like bodies are very different, right? Like your gut microbiome is unique to you as a human person, Mm -hmm. right? And it's different based on whether or not your parents had like a dog or a cat or no pet living in the house when you were born. Like it literally is that fucking specific. Like the hospital you were born in impacts your microbiome, like literally everything. So um, C-section, vaginal birth, like all. Yeah. All of the things like everything impacts this. Right. So there's a massive amount of variation in people's body chemistry. And, you know, that was something that really had to be adjusted for when we were learning how to do science originally because it was like oh blood transfusions oh just kidding we can't give this blood to certain people right so it's none of this is super complicated necessarily but there is obviously like mormon boys are raised taught very specifically like once you turn i can't remember 12 once you turn 12 you become a priesthood holder and you become more important in the church than your mother so obviously like if you're 12 your mom might be like between 30 and 36 probably you've got a lot more experience as a mom than your 12 year old son but like according to the church according to the doctrine of your church like he he can communicate directly with god and you cannot right so i think that sets men up to be like complete idiots yeah (laughs) very loudly on the internet and other places And also to just be kind of like dismissive, like somehow framing, framing your responses Mm -hmm. as being compassionate and then completely dismissing the person's actual experience, which is not in any way, shape or form relegated to Mormon men. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, I I think it's probably more acute in the LDS church simply because the doctrine is, is a lot more 
explicit. explicit and it's a lot more, I think, uniform is my guess, mm, you know, okay. church to church. Whereas, you know, evangelical churches, I mean, I have a friend of mine that whenever we talk about purity culture, I feel like she, or whenever I have a post that goes semi-viral, like it becomes popular on purity culture, you know, she's always piping in and being like, well, my church wasn't like that. We had sex ed in my church. You know, it's an evangelical church. Like, well, great. I, I don't, I'll question the quality of that sex ed maybe, but like, great. You had a sex positive experience in an evangelical church. I'm not saying they yeah. don't exist. I'm just saying. No, that's, that's really that great. Was, it's just not the norm. That's not normal. <laughs> you know, like having been in a lot of evangelical churches, like I've not seen it myself. And, and, and thousands mm-hmm. of people have said, we haven't seen it either. So, <laughs> and so it's, yeah, you're, you're kind of using your like outlier anecdotal evidence experience to be like, oh, well, and it's actually fine. It's like, right, no, it's, right, actually, exactly. it's not. So, so I think the LDS church is going to be a lot more uniform in its misogyny and in its mm-hmm. ignorance, maybe about, you know, human anatomy and this and that. But I, I mean, it's, as, it's not even a religious thing. I mean, if you go to a, if you're an atheist going to public school in some right. states, you're getting not science-based sex ed um, in school. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was actually thinking about this today, like, because I, I had someone talk to me about, like, you know, why, why do they even need to teach sex ed in school? You know, why is, you know, like, our kids, kids can't handle it or, you know, and I, I, I understand where that comes. I know, I understand where that's coming from. If you have a view of sexuality that, that is primarily religious, I think that's maybe a, it seems like a fair question to ask. Mm. But I kind of look at it this way, like people that understand their bodies, like that is a matter that is a public good. You know, Mm -hmm. when women understand their cycles and when when women understand when they can get pregnant and how they can get pregnant and where they need to go to get health, you know, care. Mm -hmm. That's a public good. When dudes know like how to prevent a pregnancy, consent. And basic uh-huh. anatomy for them, too, because while I mean, yeah, I feel like culturally speaking, the vagina is more mysterious than the penis. <laughs> Generally, it's fair. that's fair. It's I think, one's a little easier to see, yeah, so it's you know, maybe easier to suss out what's happening. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> there it is. But but even so, like when you understand having having a working knowledge of your body I, to me is a public good. And mm-hmm. it makes sense that that would be taught in public school. Because again, like, yeah, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, the client of public education is the state. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I'm going yeah. to just to say it, you know, um, bluntly, like, the point is that the public is educated. And that is good for mm-hmm. us. That is good for our society. That is good for our workforce that is good for humanity that we are educated about life and our history and things like that. And so that it's, it, to me, it's like, this is a public good. And why would you want to keep people ignorant? Why mm-hmm. would that be, you know, like, or, Oh, who benefits from that? You know, and, and this, this happened even when I was a youth pastor, you know, I would have, it was, it was almost, there would always be a mom that would come up to me and say, well, you know, I, I need you to be careful about what you say about sex and sexuality here and at the church. Cause this is, that's more of a family thing. That's something we cover as a family, which 
I guarantee almost they never they did not cover they did not cover it as a family. But I don't know when like also no, please don't be having sex with your family. Like stop that, you <laughs> psycho. What the fuck? Like <laughs> you want your kid having sex with people at church or at home. Like yeah. what? We only That's where sex, my brain immediately went. Sex is only to be like, discussed. In the family, um, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, okay. no, no red flags. But but yeah, like I, I think it's it's a it is a good thing for us to be educated. I mean, similar to be like we have health class. Like, okay, it's good for kids to understand their heart. Okay, it's good for kids to understand the lungs. Great. It's good for mm-hmm. kids to understand nutrition. Great. It's good for kids to understand yeah. sexuality. Oh, whoa, wait a second here. You know. Mm-hmm. The penis is figurination and that's it. You know? Like, <laughs> right. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I think you're making like such a solid point. I also think that like understanding how your body works, like it, it improves your quality of life, mm-hmm. which means that, like you said, you know what's off. So you know when to go get help if you have that information, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't have that information, which a lot of people don't, and I'm going to say something that's probably going to make some people feel some sort of a way, but like the majority of late-term abortions are children under the age of 15 Mm. because we don't teach this shit. Yeah. And it's not safe for those people to give birth. Like they are much more likely to not be able to get pregnant again when they're older if they carry a pregnancy to term which again like what the fuck is wrong with people that they think that's a good idea much more likely to have complications and obviously like we're not teaching kids about this stuff so they don't know what's happening right mm-hmm. your body's going nuts anyway right like somewhere between the ages of like 8 and 13 typically your body starts doing all kinds of stuff that you don't understand so everything's already seems weird yeah so, I mean, it's, it's good. It's like you're saying it's, it's a, it's a public good. It also like, like it literally improves productivity. If you just want to talk about like this, the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like people go to work more days when they understand what's wrong with their body and they can go get that shit fixed. Like that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't actually cost anything to teach kids how bodies work. No, like we've already the cost is paid up front. Like we're paying yeah. more to keep that information from them as a society. Like if you just if you just want to get down to like the logistical budgeting piece mm-hmm. of like where your tax dollars are going. Yeah, so. like I I can make a capitalist case for public health education all day long. Mm-hmm. Like productivity, yeah, worker retention. Like I mean, it's. Yeah, like like it is. I would say it's even anti-capitalist in the worst way, not the good way, the bad way to keep people ignorant. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, it, it and and the wild thing is 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 the same Mormon folks, the same evangelical folks that would require a fifteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old, thirteen, twelve-year-old to carry a baby mm-hmm. to term would be the same mm-hmm. people that would say that person is too young to have sex education. Like, mm-hmm. and that to me is, that's the wildest thing. I think I, the way I see it, like if you can get pregnant, you should know everything there is to know about sex <laughs> and sexuality. Like if yeah. you're of the age uh-huh. where you could get pregnant, like 
you deserve all of the education, all of the tools, all of the resources possible to make the best decisions for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. and and biology doesn't care if you're 12, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, doesn't care that you live in a society that infantilizes 12-year-olds, you know, like, you know, (laughs) sexualizes 12-year-olds even, you know, like. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Your anatomy doesn't care, you know? And so we, there's a certain amount of like, whether you think you're ready or not, this is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes the most sense to be as educated as possible and that we would educate children. Why would you not do that? And, and educate dudes too. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. Like this whole, like, Oh, I'm priesthood holder there. Therefore I am an expert. I, I can weigh in. Like that was the, the wild. I've read that quote and I was just like, Holy fuck this, this, this is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right right there. Yeah, and I mean I think that, that that idea is it's pretty ubiquitous. It's just not explicit mm-hmm. in the rest of society, I would I would say. You know, it's there's very much that sentiment of like you don't have to be an expert for your opinion to matter just as much on things that you don't experience personally it's just like whatever vibe you get off of a story or a situation is as legitimate as someone's lived experience or data yeah and the fact that this guy was like well it seems like you have anecdotal evidence but used anecdotal (laughs) evidence to refute her (laughs) anecdotal evidence like that that was what that was just that just to say Uh it so confidently like oh my god the to have the confidence of a mediocre white man is (laughs) I wish I did. I, I know. You know, like I know. Uh, yeah, and then just to like walk away from it and just be like I don't care. Uh, oh well, like I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> if I was to say something like that, mm-hmm. I, I would have deleted that tweet at some point. <laughs> yeah, like, just be like, oh, oh, wait, whoa. But Justin, I also think that this, I think that this also matters. If you were to say something like that, you would have multiple people DMing and texting you being like, bro, what the fuck? Probably. You're right. You have people who would call you in. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and elder so-and-so does not have that apparently. Yeah. So. Apparently no one That might also be tweets. a difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I oh, should say the, the person that it wasn't like, I mean, cause I could understand like, Hey, you have a blue check. I'm four followers. Like, no, this guy's like has quite the following. Like, so it's kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's true, but it's gotta be nice being right about everything. That's gotta be convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how to tie this one in a bow other than just to say, like, I think it's important that, um, men especially educate themselves, but you know, like we just as a society need to do better at educating at whether or not these priesthood holders or anointed men of God or people that have Jesus in their heart, it doesn't matter what their <laughs> opinions are about it. Right. Yeah. Was, this is somewhat of a side trail, but it was funny. I saw this tweet. That said, like, the news is always like, America has banned wheelchair ramps because they're not in the Bible. (laughs) Oh, and Finland just made ice cream free. (laughs) Like, like that's, I feel like all the headlines are like, some rando dude managed to go all the way to the Supreme Court with some weird biblical whatever 
and that's the law of the land now. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Why? Why is the society the way that it is? I know why it's the way it is, but yeah. Brutal. So, yeah, do with that one what you will, folks. Um, but, but I don't know, uh, get involved politically, please. Uh, get involved in your school boards if you can, if you can manage that, mm-hmm. because uh, we need good people doing that work. Because yep. Mr. Priesthood Holder is going to be lining up as the expert <laughs> on education if you don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Priesthood Holder can vote. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and he will. And does. And does. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Well, hopefully people get an ad for ice cream as like a palate cleanser because that was yucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, punt to capitalism and then uh, then we'll we're gonna get up to date research on what <laughs> no! has happened to Noah's Ark. What has been done with it? <laughs> All right. We'll see you. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, y'all. Thank you for um, doing some capitalism idol worship with us. Hope you were blessed by your ad choices, selections, whatever the algorithm felt called to, to show you, send you, make you listen to whatever. Uh, If you would like to enjoy the episodes ad-free, you can do that very easily at patreon.com slash gohomebible. Um, We also have a little Discord group that's on there. Um, We have some hangs online from time to time. And yeah, that would be hugely helpful in uh, helping us keep this ship from running aground. I'm trying to like make some really bad, <laughs> some really bad boat boat puns up in this bitch. No, but for real, there actually like are costs associated with you know putting putting out a podcast into the world. And so if you're able and you enjoy all of the nonsense that we're blasting into your ears on a weekly, almost weekly basis, it would mean a whole lot to us if you could also join join the crew. <laughs> I need to stop. Guys, I've been researching Noah's Ark for so yeah, many hours. It's, um, it, it's, it's melted your <laughs> I'm brain. So sorry. It, I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's, no, 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 no. I know it has. Like, my brain is actively being melted. Also, either way, if you can do that, or if you can't, you can join the team or not, please go write a review. We get like, I've noticed we get really incredibly kind, generous reviews so about kind. once a They're month. So like, kind written written reviews that are just like so incredibly gracious and i don't yeah i sent i sent one to i sent one to justin the other day that was super nice um so yeah if if you're able to write a review and leave five stars that would also be incredibly lovely of you and counts about as almost as much as financial support Mm -hmm. because 
I don't know about you guys. I actually do read reviews <laughs> to like get a figure out like what kinds of things people have to say about shows. Um, and also it just moves it up like in the, yeah, algorithm, in the algorithm, right? Yeah. If you've got lots of, but you know, then it's like, you also have to take two to five minutes to type something. So I understand that can be a lot, <laughs> a lot to ask, but if you feel the Lord calling you to do that, we would be very grateful. That said, we have a new patron this week, so we wanted to give a shout out to Sarah for for joining up, signing up, helping us out. It really, really does mean a huge, huge amount to both of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so patreon.com slash Bible is the place that you can do that. And five stars on all of the things if you feel led to do that as well. Yes. So thank you. We we have a couple of things, a couple of games we want to play before we dive into this. <laughs> no diving. So no diving. No, that arc floated. No, there was there were definitely signs up that said no diving. Oh, <laughs> Lifeguard not on duty. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm so that's sorry. The, you that's, guys. I feel like that's the sign going into heaven. Like well, God's not here. He left us a long time ago. <laughs> Lifeguard, not on duty. Read the coolest thing about that. Keep going. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I wrote it down, so I'll remember it. So uh, we've started this thing that we put out there called the conundrum. And it, it may replace the drinking game. It may not. We're not sure. We're going to do both because uh, we just want to be part of people like that. So for the conundrum, something to think about. You know, the, the arc, actually, just maybe people don't know this. So the arc, Noah's arc. Not the Ark of the Covenant. There are, there are a couple different arcs in the Bible. This is the Ark that carried all the animals of various kinds. Noah. Do you want to talk about the other Ark at some point? Okay. So it it landed <laughs> on Mount float. Ararat, according to the scriptures. Mount Ararat is an actual mountain in Turkey, modern day Turkey. And so there was there have been theories that you could find it or its remains or you know like i mean it's it's a big it's a big ass it's, boat, a, big, yeah, it's a big fucking boat on top of a mountain you know like you would think you would find it possibly um even after well honestly they believe the earth is so young it'd be just a couple thousand years really like mm-hmm. timber's barely rotted by now yeah timber lasts forever yeah. man so and you know it was sealed with pitch so yeah i'm sure there would be something or could be something so the conundrum is this. Would you rather be forced to spend four days wandering Mount Ararat looking for the Ark? And you got to be looking. This isn't like, you know, you like hike to Everest base camp and then just chill. Like, no, you got to look like this is going to be hard work. Or so four days doing that or spend four hours listening to Ken Ham tell you everything he knows about the Ark. Like this is this is like a one on one lecture for four hours. Hell on earth. Yes. I'm just gonna even add this, like no substances. Okay. So like a lot of a lot of like the tweets are like, I could do four hours with Ken Ham, I would just get high. Like, no. I mean I'm not <laughs> no. not not letting you have that. Nope. Okay. So this is this is a sober thing that you have to do. All right. Yes. 100% sober. So that's the, What's your choice? So that's the conundrum. You can tweet at us your answers. You can also email us, gohomebible at gmail.com. Or you can just sit and squirm thinking about it 
while you listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, which brings me to the drinking game. Honestly, if you're sitting and squirming and you want an excuse to drink, I you know we're gonna we're gonna get into this and. And, you know, today's episode is just kind of like, you know, the weird things people do to believe in the arc. <laughs> and I think like and probably a, a, most of us growing up had like a baseline like, oh, OK. And we had like a, a weird guy at our church that was like saying something. Oh, that's weird. Whenever you discover something that's like, oh, that's weirder than what I grew up with. <laughs> that's a little weirder. Uh, go ahead and take yourself a drink because, yeah, I, I, Tori and I both are, are I feel like we're both drunk on this right now. <laughs> Yeah, and I have not been drinking, no. and I'm just like falling apart over here. So <laughs> that's how bad it is. So so um, bad. So so the arc definitely exists. Then uh, Tori, and they yeah. definitely found actually it, it's the Turkish government that is keeping us from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Were you taught that? Uh, yeah, that's I what I, that's what that. I was taught. I feel like that was my baseline, like the standard story I would get from multiple different sources was that the Ark definitely exists up there. And it's just that the Turkish government doesn't like Christians and doesn't want them poking around. Now, what... Which fair. What, uh, fair. But what they didn't tell me, of course, <laughs> is that Mount Ararat was part of the Holy Roman Empire for like longer than Turkey's been a state. But I digress. Mm, Turkey's... Yeah, Turkey's been a state for like 15 minutes. If we're, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like it was the Ottoman Empire to like... World War One yeah. or World and War Two? I don't even fucking remember. The Eastern Roman Empire, you know, <laughs> which was Christian uh, yes. for much longer yes. Very than Christian. the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yes, yeah, it's lovely. I was told the exact same thing growing up. Uh, you know, I like obviously we've talked about this a bunch. You grew up in Christian school. I was homeschooled. Like, obviously, apologetics are hell important in my family because, you know, my parents and especially my mom, who I now consider to be the agender pants wearer of the family, was like, it had to be because they were putting all of their time into mm-hmm. it. So you're constantly looking for confirmation of the things that you believe. And it can be really, when you're in that space, you're, you know, you're coded, you know, this to, reject any information that doesn't comport with what you're already trying to establish mm-hmm. or confirm similar you to know. our LDS man like oh <laughs> this information doesn't align with what I've been told is true therefore it can't be true Correct. or this aligns with what I've been told to be true therefore it must be true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. And I think, you know, for for those people listening who were also kind of raised similarly to to us, like, you know, your parents were probably pretty invested in making sure that they were raising good little Christian conservatives who would vote for Reagan a third time if they could, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, that meant in my family, at least my my mom, because she did all the teaching side of things which was mostly Bible, but some actual school sometimes. Um, Like she was just constantly like madly searching for proof and evidence that like what she and her friends were doing was right, which, you know, I think not too long ago, I'd have been like, why you're a fucking weirdo. And now I have a little bit more distance and I can be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, all parents do that to some extent. Like you probably want some sort of evidence that you're like doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Turns out you can just ask your fucking kids. And they'll tell you. It's true. 
so that's an option. Just throwing that out there. It's also free. So you don't have to spend money on, you know, some online course from James Dobson or what have you. Uh, and yeah, so uh, Justin, were you ever sent to like a worldview camp? Mm, I wasn't sent to a worldview camp, but I did have, um, a textbook. I wish I could find it. Mm, that's that was called worldviews in conflict. I think. Oh, that's very dramatic. <laughs> let me, um, let me actually just, yeah, uh, no, you should see if I think, yeah, well, yeah let me just, let me just, can I say just as a quick little, a quick little like tangent rabbit trail or something. I fucking despise the fact that worldview is part of like the normal lexicon. <laughs> Because oh, it was like a Christianist word for the longest time. And I understand that you can use that term and people can infer very clearly what ish you mean just by the context. But I still hate it. Fucking hate it. Oh, no. I hate using it. Yeah, actually, it wasn't. Um, well, this was something you were being taught like in school. Yes. And this was in my Christian school. And it was it, it was basically a worldviews book it wasn't worldviews in conflict that was a different book that i had to read mm. but equally not good but uh, no this was like a one and actually it was bound kind of weird so i almost wonder if it was like like it didn't have an isbn or something you know like oh, i don't know oh yeah um, interesting okay but it you know it had like basically four different views it was like secular humanism christian theism and you know there were two other ones i forget what one like maybe animism and i don't know whatever and okay I, I there were four okay. of them I, or eastern it, i think they just lumped eastern thought into like one worldview four billion people think the same yeah, thing exactly just you know no um yeah okay. for sure cool. you know basically anyone from asia thinks the same everyone from africa thinks the same and then there's secular humanism and which is the white people who hate god yeah, the white people who hate god for sure and then there's you know christian <laughs> theism which is the white people that and love god um, right right so yeah that's how the world broke out. But it was, we had to read this and it was like it, every chapter like took a different like approach to like something like science and it would give like the, the view of, you know, whatever. Or you know, if it, Oh, that was, that was fucked. Yeah. So <laughs> I already know I've not read this book. I know that shit was fucked. Yeah. They're like, here's what the Chinese think about science. Yes, yes, like there's yes, no way yes. that was any good at all. Yes. Yeah. It couldn't have been. Um, oh honey. I, I mean, I okay. remember reading it and digging it, but like, I mean, that's just cause like I enjoyed reading and, and different ideas and, and like, so like for me, totally. I'm thinking like I'm getting the scoop on Asian thought. I'm getting the scoop right. on like what atheists mm -hmm. think like, you know, and that, and totally. that's, and that's, you know, for someone who craves knowledge, even if you're like in an, in a facts starved environment, <laughs> you know, like you're going to try to get it where you can get it. Yeah. Completely and, agree. I mean, this is pre-internet folks. I'm old. Like, I mean, well, we had the internet, but it screamed at you when you logged on. Um, <laughs> and some of you know what I'm talking about. So, so that, so that was like, you know, so it was fascinating, but it was also like, yeah, these are the various worldviews. We lump them all together. And then these are, they're, you know, they're fighting each other and, and we have to win, you know, they're fighting. And so, other. but that leads you into when you silo yourself off like that, and then you like mm -hmm. make these imaginary boogeymen, it's really easy for then you to come to the conclusion that like, okay, so the ark is on Mount Ararat and 
Mm-hmm. Why aren't we on Mount Ararat with the Ark right now? Like, <laughs> well, we can't because the Asians control Mount Ararat. <laughs> the Orientals. <laughs> yeah, the, the Orientals. Actually, like, no lie. I, you know, I would put $5 down that the Asian thought was Oriental mysticism or something. Like, it was probably mm-hmm. something like that. I, I, I would, I'd be happy to lose that bet, but I, I might win that bet, which disturbs me. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, for sure. I was, I was, I was taught the exact same thing that like it was being hidden from the Christians because Turkey was a, somehow it was like a Muslim government that was also secular. Which I, it, it, I guess it technically is, but like they didn't understand what that meant. Mm, no. The people telling me this didn't, didn't know what that meant. This was like, it's a bunch of Muslims with a secular government and they hate America because freedom or whatever. Yeah. Right. And they just, they wanted to like, they didn't want, uh, they didn't want Christians coming in and finding the ark because they didn't want Christians to have proof that the Bible was real. Fucking hysterical in my research today found out the Ark is also in the Quran. So Muslims also want to find it. (laughs) How is this possible? Take a drink, everyone. Everyone take a drink. (laughs) I did not even know that. Holy. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And they think it's on a mountain that's like. 100 miles away from Mount Ararat. Like, no fucking joke. Oh, my God. I was floored when I read that. (laughs) So, the conspiracy is already completely unraveled. completely unraveled. I'm just going to say that from the jump. I'm sorry. There's no no there there. If there there was a reason they would want Western Christians away, it's probably because they don't want, like, Western Christians to pull a Palestine and be like... (laughs) here's the place where we go pilgrimaging and we need a Western ally to be in, you know, in here. So in let's, charge. let's, you know, make yeah. a state around all these relics. Right. Right. Yeah. No, turns out it was the complete fucking opposite of what I was told. Yes. And like, yes. I realized that, you know, growing up it, again, it's like, it's sort of funny because I realized like one of my, one of my go-to emotions I've learned in therapy is feeling indignant. And I realized like how much of that I got from my mom. Oh God. <laughs> because she had she had to be right, right? And so she was just like personally hurt that the government of Turkey was trying to keep her from proving to her children that the Bible is an historical document. <laughs> like like um, here's the thing. Let's play this out for a second. This personally. Let's say the Turkish government was like, come on in, Christians. And they found the Ark. And they're like, man, this proves that God killed everyone in a global flood. But one family. That does not make me want to be a Christian. Uh, that's that's another tick in the con column. Yeah. To oh me. Like this this is not good. We found a bunch okay. of dinosaur skeletons because they got off there and died immediately. <laughs> <Inside>. <laughs> they couldn't breathe anymore couldn't breathe because the, the firmament was yes. gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. I was fucking I was told taught, that. Also. Yeah, I was taught that too. Like, <laughs> I was taught that dinosaurs. That God said, um, God promised that animals would survive the flood and the ark. Did not God did not promise that they would survive in the world after the flood. So why would you bring them with you? Like they're just creating shit tons of literal shit that you have to shovel mm. all day long. Like why? I don't anyway. Yeah. Oh gosh. So I don't actually know. I I started doing research on this, right? Mm-hmm. So I I sent I sent Justin a text message and I was like, we need to talk about these motherfuckers and the, like the ark because there's these evangelical ark hunters that are still convinced that the ark is out there and then they get to go and find it. I was also taught, maybe you were taught this too, Justin, which is why I brought it up. The other ark, the ark of the covenant exists somewhere yeah. as well. And it wasn't uh, melted down by like the fucking Roman empire. Cause they wanted the gold. It, they just kept it intact for mm-hmm. reasons. It got hidden by an angel or something. Yeah. So I was like, I need to go down this fucking rabbit trail this is sort of amazing. And like, I, you know, I, I believe my mom heard from somewhere that, that the Turkish government was conspiring to hide the Ark from the Christians. It is like demonstrably like completely fucking false. By 1987, Turkey had built a fucking visitor center okay. where people think the Ark is. Wow. So I was being told this after there was a visitor center for American Christians. <laughs> and, you know, Muslims, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though their their mountain is like their mountain is Mount Judy. It's not Mount Ararat. So it's, it's a little ways away. But same mountain range, same area. This is just it was just demonstrably false, like from the jump. I don't know where my mom got this information. It is bananas. I also discovered that the like, uh, the Ark Encounter, like, Ken Ham. Yeah. He's he's also not on board with the Ark existing because <laughs> that would hurt his profits. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it now. I could, within 10 minutes, book a three-day like tour. tour of Mount Ararat. And the Ark, like that actual site that they think is the Ark. Yeah. Like, you can go to it. There's a road. But the internet really has ruined fundamentalism. <laughs> <laughs> and yet somehow they keep going down. Oh, I mean, I, to be fair, the mental blinders I've had on, I've yet to Google until just now. Can I go hike on Mount Ararat? <laughs> Cause I just assumed you, you couldn't. <laughs> no, you can. You very much can. You should, if you were able to do that, because it is fucking gorgeous. It does look very pretty. I spent many well, not not quite an hour, but I spent I spent a while uh, looking at photos, looking at those tour websites, looking like watching videos because there's obviously like these white evangelical Christians who live there now mm-hmm. to offer tours. Like fucking kill me! Uh, <laughs> just like I can't even handle this shit. It's it's an entire commercial enterprise, right? So, but yeah, I was like I said, I was I was. My my like, oh, God, I need a drink moment was that Ken Ham and the Ark Encounter disavow all of the sites that claim that Noah's Ark may have been found because there's five, four, between four and six that, that I was able to find. Also, National Geographic, which is a horrifically racist institution and fuck them. Um, but like they literally spilled a, a boatload of ink debunking every single claim of every like we found Noah's Ark 
that's ever existed. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. Like they linked to a dozen articles in the one page that I read of like, because there's multiple people who have come through and been like, Oh, we think we found it. We're 99% sure we found it. Or it's like, it's over here. We did these like radar tests in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> people of all kinds of stuff. Right. So Yeah. National Geographic doesn't fuck with that, which I realized I was thinking about it and I was like, this is probably being used by evangelicals as evidence that they're being persecuted. And by I realized National that, like, Geographic. Be, well, yeah, they're in on it. Big paleontology mm-hmm. and National Geographic mm-hmm. are conspiring and Turkey and the Turkish government. It just shows how deep the conspiracy goes. It's Justin. the one world you know cabal. This? <laughs> That's headquartered. Under the Denver airport. Mm, I see. I still, I still haven't been under the Denver airport. I need to go check that shit out and go see the demon horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking about this like persecution complex, of course. And I was like, well, you know, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. And I feel like the evangelical version is like, when you think God is on your side, any disagreement feels like persecution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You're like, no, God's God's on my side. It's not about being on God's side. Right. Like God's on their side. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible has a whole little, as we know, story about God getting real pissed off because he did a bad job, which Justin, I think you and I agree with God on that point. He didn't do the greatest. No, I mean, we just spent the first half of this episode talking about how easy it is for a woman to get a UTI. Like it's bad design. Bad design. It's bad. It's bad design. Um, I'm like, I'm really at the point where I'm like, I can, I can give you God if you can give me that he fucked shit up mm-hmm. real bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, have you seen a there, human there spine? Was, this is oh, no. It was not meant to do the no, no. It was not. Yeah. So there was actually this really, really cool. Uh, this is not the arc. I'm just gonna again like debunk everything right now. It, they, it's not the arc, but um. <laughs> It is actually a really fun story. So you and I were both shown that photo of of the Ark, quote unquote, mm-hmm. from Life magazine, like that that picture that they that they uh, released in 1960, uh, that shows this weird little formation thing. Kind of kind of looks like a boat ish. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know I don't know what that shape is even called, um, but. Sort sort of looks like a boat. It's not squared off in any way, which I'm like, I don't understand how they would have. Whatever. I'm not. We don't have to get into the technicalities. But I'm just like that looks really like it would be really difficult to pull off with just eight people, even if you had 500 years or whatever to do it. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, there's this site called Derepinar. Derepinar, I think is how you pronounce it. Anyway, so uh, this arc sighting. That's the the ubiquitous photo from like when our parents were kids of the ark taken from the sky in this mountain range and um which was discovered by this uh turkish army captain in 1959 so the turkish army was working on uh mapping the entire country using photos taken from airplanes makes perfect sense it's really hard to get around in those mountains (laughs) um so you know this was like a super reasonable thing and this uh one particular captain was putting all these maps together and saw so sees this this weird formation in the mountains and it is it is very striking like it it would definitely catch your eye because it doesn't look terribly 
natural, I guess is the word I would use. But anyway, this guy who is Turkish, like freaks the fuck out. And he's like, oh my God, you guys, I think this is the Ark. Mm -hmm. So um, so by like 1960, a group of American researchers and this captain and some other like Turkish army personnel, like they go out to the site and most of the American researchers were like this. No guys. Apparently one of them was like, oh, holy shit. Like this is it. Uh And so by by September of 1960, so like less than two years later, Life magazine prints this like fairly iconic photo, which I think was I think was the photo taken from the airplane, but basically exposed this this thing on Mount Ararat to the entirety of the U.S. public and was just like, is this Noah's Ark? Uh (laughs) It's like these click this clickbait narrative sold a lot of copies. It probably sold a shit ton of copies. And so there was all this like buzz about it. And then it kind of like died, died down. And then about 15 years later, another American comes out. Why? Why? What is Americans cannot mind their fucking business no. to save their lives. Another American comes out to this same site. And so he, he's also starts kind of like poking around and gets more attention on it. I think, you know, from what I understand, if, if I understand this story correctly, this man is also like a white American evangelical, <laughs> gets more attention on this ARC site, which, as I said, there were so many visitors, the Turkey, the Turkish government had built a fucking visitor center at the location <laughs> so that people could come poke around. <laughs> so, yeah, the conspiracy is obliterated at this point um they were very clearly intent on keeping the christians out because they don't like christians but no like so the turkish government has actually been incredibly supportive over the last 35 years at least right and and they officially claim this site as like a potential site for noah's ark because american tourists pay a lot of money to go see it yeah and they're also kind of like low key doing research. Like they're letting people do like these radar scans and like, they're actually letting, letting researchers go in. They, from what I understand, they generally have to be accompanied by Turkish researchers, but Turkey is like lousy with archeological sites. So they have a lot of yeah, go, go, researchers. Go, go, Bepley, who do oh, this. go, go, Bepley, Tepley or whatever it is. Like whatever. The, like one, like one of the literally the most ancient human sites we've ever found is in Turkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Like which, so, they have which I find fascinating. I here's here's my conspiracy theory, but oh, the okay. thing that I find fascinating is that the Bible alleges that essentially that civilization sprang from Turkey mm. again. You know, like from the ark. Mm-hmm. But we also know that like. Turkey is home to like thus far that we know some of the most ancient sites of civilization ever, like Mm -hmm. older than the pyramids, older than this other bullshit. Like I just find that interesting that the Bible alleges that civilization essentially sprang from there a second time. And yeah, the backup civilization. Yeah. And (laughs) again, based on what we know so far, like, humans first started putting rocks on top of each other in Turkey. (laughs) It's very important though. 
you said the magic word rocks. There weren't any rock boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no rock <laughs> so, boats. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know about all this wood business, but it, it's it's a thing. Um, anyway, yeah, S- such such a good point. Such a good point. So the Turkish government is just like, knock yourself out, like go nuts. It's really it's kind of hard to get to this site. It's on the border of Turkey and Iran, just for context. So it's way the fuck out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. You know, because I'd like started this sort of, I don't investigation or whatever. Like I kind of, I fancy myself like a rational adult who's capable of accepting new information if I find something that doesn't agree with what I personally think right now. So I definitely started doing this research like under, under, like assuming that Turkey was actively keeping Christians from getting to the site because Christians were going to just tear the entire thing apart Mm -hmm. looking for proof of the ark. And I was, I was fully prepared to defend, to defend the Turkish government from, from mm-hmm. these, like, I don't, carpetbaggers. I don't know what to call them. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to, like, come in and take the entire thing apart. Can you imagine, like, because it would be like an icon or a relic or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if sure. that was actually the place. Like, people would tear this shit up. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, I, I will say for people that maybe don't know, like, it's, like the, you said, mentioned the border of Iran, but it's like Iran, Armenia, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not exactly a politically neutral area of the world to go, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, so it's, I can, I, I mean, it's even without the conspiracy theories, it is hard to get to. <laughs> For an American, yeah, like it's, it's not. Yeah, I an think easy place I think go. that's true. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard for Turkish people to get there. Honestly, it looks incredibly remote. Yes. From all the research I was doing, I would I Turkey has been at the top of my list of places to visit for at least a decade. Oh, yeah. But they're also run by like an aspiring fascist authoritarian who is kind of unstable, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of trying to like do, do some research. I'm trying to do my own research, man. You never want to um, visit a place during a coup. <laughs> kind of. That's, that's fucking amazing. My, cause my friend Lauren was actually in Turkey when Erdogan took over okay. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was completely fucking random. So I thought that like these, American Christians were going to come in. They were going to be like fucking vultures, like tear this entire site apart. It looks incredibly intact and pristine. I guess it's worth mentioning that that the scientists and researchers that have been out there, most of them are like, this is just like a mud flow mm-hmm. because it's mountains. It's a mountainous region. There's a shit ton of earthquakes. Like, obviously, I mean, Turkey got hit with a really bad earthquake just a year or two ago. So it's like... It's a very active area of the world geologically also. And like I said, it doesn't it doesn't look particularly natural. Like it does look like there could be a structure there. It is apparently the correct size, 300 cubits, which cuz we I, all know what, what a told. cubit was. Okay, so here here is what the apologists for this particular site say. So, Egypt, so uh, okay, backing up Moses wrote the book of Genesis, ostensibly. (laughs) 
Moses was raised in Egypt, so he had a formal education. Egypt had a formal system of measurements, which included, obviously, all all of these things that are, like, being put in here and, like, pulled together. But it's, like, it included cubits, apparently, and probably fucking talents. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they had, like, a – theirs was standardized is is the argument that was made, right? So they had a standardized cubit, and it wasn't just a, like, oh, dude, let's see if we can find somebody with really long arms. It's not the length of the king's Um, arms. (laughs) <laughs> which you know i i believe that because because the pyramids are not perfect but they're pretty fucking close for not having much technology at the time and yeah so this is how the argument went was that because because moses knew the exact the precise measurement of a cubit which again like even if you know that like how do you if somebody was like justin show me how tall a foot is yeah and well, like, could and, you do? You could get close. And also, like, did he measure the arc? Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, so, and, or or God was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know that Egypt is gonna come around and create this standard of measurement. So I'm just gonna make the arc this." 40 cubits or whatever. I don't know, whatever it was, you know, like 300, 300 cubits yeah, on, yeah. on the dot, approximately, approximately 515 feet. So this, this weird fish shape, I guess, like without a tail, why don't I know what this shape is called? Anyway, it is, it is about 515 feet from like front to back. If you're going along the edges, what's interesting is that the middle isn't the right distance because it was supposed to be 50 cubits according to noah slash moses slash the bible jesus i don't know all those guys and the middle of this thing is 100 138 feet that's yeah, not it's 50 pretty wide cubits. I, I think i've it's, i think i've seen the right picture and it's right yeah so but and so they claim that that's because you know there was collapse wood decay stuff was breaking down obviously it was exposed to the elements for four thousand years all of that makes sense except then it's the original structure if that's what happened the original structure wasn't 515 feet because it's it's all splayed out and that's how long it is now so before Mm -hmm. it would have been shorter which means it wouldn't have been the right number of cubits i'm sorry you guys i'm such a fucking yeah but no it makes sense i just i so anyway, one of the measurements is right and one of them is wrong or yeah. And it's just like, is the long way right? Or is like the cross way <laughs> the right measure? Mm-hmm. Like one of them can be right. Apparently from what I understand, both of them cannot be right. And uh, yeah. So there's uh, all kinds of evangelicals from all over the world who can go and just like tour the site. I looked, it's $1,200 for a six day tour. I don't know what that includes exactly. Seems reasonable-ish, you know? Doesn't seem like massive price gouging, which is what I would have expected from an American evangelical running a tour <laughs> to Noah's Ark. This and is why I'll know, never go like to Israel. A, like, a pro- I know, right? No desire. None <laughs> whatsoever. Oh, the grift is strong. Mm-hmm. The grift is strong. Yeah, so there's there's evangelicals who are coming from all over the place to like check this shit out, which again... If you can, like, I would say do it. It's, it's gorgeous. I suppose if I was um, going to see biblical sites in Turkey, I, I mean, I would see the coast for one. But. Mm-hmm. Well, everything's closer to the coast. Yeah. Most of the things are not out the in the fucking mountains. The civilization is out. If you're going to go see Mount Ararat, that's all you're seeing. 
Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Like, it's a, it's, it's a ways out there. So, yeah, there's multiple companies running these tours. From what I, I found, I found American companies and apparently a Chinese company. Uh, this Chinese company also claimed to have found the Ark and posted a video on YouTube of them in a wooden box. Very, very interesting. So that was a whole, that was a whole little, Mm -hmm, like my nine-year-old found a dinosaur and pulled it out of the ground situation. (laughs) Uh, It was, it was, it was great. There, there's this Hong Kong based organization called Noah's Ark Ministries International. I love this already. I want to tear my eyes out. I can't. So they announced in 2010 that they had discovered Noah's Ark. They had a press release, which included a video. Right, um, which they were claiming they were like in the, it was in this dark space, this dark wooden box space, and they were claiming that they were actually inside of the ark. Immediately, people were like, "Eh, I don't know about this." Mm. And then, so what happened next was there were two Turkish brothers who wrote a letter confessing to building the ark for what they'd been told was a movie set. Um, at which point I know it's fucking incredible, right? At which point Noah's Ark Ministries International was like, no, that letter was forged. (laughs) Those guys never wrote the letter. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely amazing. You can't even find, so there's lots of documentation of these people's like claim of discovery, but from what I can tell, Basically, all of it's been scrubbed from the internet. Oh my god! <laughs> like even though even the Wayback Machine doesn't have anything anymore, wow. I guess. Yeah, it's bonkers. But from what I can from what I can gather, this organization still exists. It's just this press release and video got got like disappeared. And um, yeah, they, so they put a lot of effort into like refuting this letter that these Turkish men had had put out (laughs) um and they apparently their plan was to like make a bunch of documentaries and you know again like do these tours yeah so they're just like this is this is the thing we found it uh national geographic was really fucking funny because they they quoted this one scientist that was like uh he's like i don't know of any expedition that went out looking for the ark and didn't find it (laughs) Oh my god. So I was like, that's a pretty sick burn, dude. That's great. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So the uh the Noah's Ark ministries was like, it's not 100 percent Noah's Ark, but we think it's 99.9% Noah's Ark. It's <laughs> like this is this is amazing. It's, Evangelicals it might go be to Steve's like these Ark, but <laughs> it's it's John's Ark. You know. It's Utnapishtim's Ark, guys. <laughs> no, his was a square. His was a box. Wasn't the well, wrong shape. Wrong shape. Yeah. No, but I I do have to say before we wrap up that like so in the story of this when when in the epic of Gilgamesh when Utnapishtim is telling him how he survived the great flood mm-hmm. because the gods were mad and were like we fucked this shit up like we're done. So. Unapishtim's like getting this secret information, I believe, from one of the gods. And he's like, listen, bro, you're going to want to build a boat because I've heard these guys talking. They are not happy. They're not playing. And, um, no, no. But like the thing that I love about this story compared to, to Noah's Ark was that Unapishtim is explicitly told 
the gods despise you, so they're going to kill you. And I was like, I really wish that Noah included <laughs> included that word specifically. Yeah. I know it's a translation, obviously, and all this stuff, but like just that being articulated that like God it's like God hates you. Like I wish that the Bible was honest about that because he really does hate you so sincerely and deeply. <laughs> yeah. And is happy to genocide you, except now he does a rainbow instead. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's that's where Noah's Ark is. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere in, there. in people's imaginations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Go find it. If you find it, you can post a pic. Tag yourself and tag us. That way we know that it's real. Yeah, and I, I won't know it's real unless I see a picture. Picture it didn't happen. I know. Come on. We're doubting Thomas's over mm-hmm. here. What do you want from us? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, yeah, we could do, I feel like, multiple episodes on all these weird expeditions and people that are like, swear they found <laughs> it. Or, but, but like, I think it's funny, too, that there's there are certain sets of these folks that must find it to prove it's there. But then you've got like Ken Ham and other folks that are like trying to debunk them because mm-hmm. like it actually makes their personal little thing, pet project invalid. So it's like, right? it's, it's such a strange, like war of not facts facts. It's like, it's like the pre QAnon QAnon, like, you know, like, Oh, you know, flat earth or whatever. Like, like we were like, you know, those flat earthers that like launch themselves into space as amateur astronauts to like, to prove, to prove that the world is like, flat. Okay, buddy. That just seems like a lot of disposable income that could have gone to anything else. Literally um, anything, like video games yeah, yeah. would have been a better They'd use been of more the productive money. for sure. Uh huh. No, and yeah. and 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 Ken Ham is interesting too because he's like, well, so he has this whole series on his website debunking all these other sites that he goes through like systematically, and is like, this is why this one's not right, and this is why this one's not right, and then at the very end, kind of closes with this like, these are written in 2014, so he's like, we're building an ark in Kentucky to, his words, prove the feasibility. Yeah. Of the Ark's existence, which I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. You used cranes. Yes. <laughs> like, that is not proving the feasibility no. of the Ark. Get eight dudes out there seven days a week for 70 years and just rotate them out. And once they get that done, then I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you can get eight dudes over time, you know, if one of them dies, get another one to take his place. Yeah, just need sure, a, a crew, I will, I'll, I'll buy that. A crew of eight people, max. Mm-hmm. Using who have to cut down their own trees using Stone Age tools. Uh-huh. Like, I'll 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 buy it. Yeah, I'll donate to that. I'll give money to that. Sure, I'll I'll buy those guys lunch. Why yeah, not? Absolutely, go nuts. I mean, seven people are getting paid. To yeah, great great investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just created some jobs. We're job creators, bitch. All right. Wow. Well, thanks everybody for for going on that journey. It's, it's, it's just this is a wild world. The more I Google, the uh, yeah, I think both of us we had just had to stop. Like, like there's so much it's a rabbit trail. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't scratch like I didn't get one percent of one percent of the information 
on this on these fucking like just wild goose hunts. Yeah. These like goose chases. Griffs within griffs within conspiracy theories Literally. within <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and they're all trying to find they're all trying to find Mr. Noah's Ark, but you can tell your parents that for a fact, Turkey is not trying to keep them from finding yeah, Noah's for Ark. Sure. And that they're actually will it, they're talking about at this point they're talking about like drilling some some cores so they can figure out what the layers are in that rock formation. It's not a boat, but that's where they're at. That's that's the next but step. You, I guarantee they'll find like a molecule of petrified wood. And they're going to be like, it's the Ark. Well, it can't be petrified if it's only 4,000 years that's old, true. Justin. That's true. I, I don't know. That's not true at all. <laughs> Come on. You can petrify a hat in the in an afternoon. Uh, that's true. That's, that. yeah, you know. And because carbon dating isn't real, mm-hmm. you can't disprove it. Yeah. <laughs> science. <laughs> Hashtag science. How does it work? All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for going on that journey with us. If you'd like to journey with us more, you can follow us on Twitter at Go Home Bible. Uh, you can also follow us individually at Tory Glass and at Justin D or Dot Gentry, whatever I felt like at the time I signed up on the things. And uh, yeah, it was uh, good talking to you about this, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. And I'm done. <laughs> so much. <laughs>